Welcome back, Inebriate. This is your host, as always, Andy. Uh, today, we're actually uh, joined by a musician. I feel like we haven't had a musician on in ages, but uh, welcome to the show, Drew. Uh, going to screw it up, man. Like I even asked you like six seconds ago, Drew Beskin. That's perfect. Um, so I got to admit, I like right before you got on, I was just kind of going over the couple of notes that I had here. And I'm like, Baskin, Baskin. And I had to do a Google search because uh, I'm like, isn't that the chick from Tiger King? Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you get do you get that a lot? Uh, well, um, first of all, thank you for having me. And oh, sure. um, and to you and, and anyone listening, if you all hear any like cooing, that's my six month old daughter who's, who's sitting uh, with us. So. Just to let y'all you know. Um, but, I was going to leave that just so my editor was going to be like, what's going on? What is that? <laughs> no, but with um, it's funny because my, my mother's name is Carrie. So that's Carrie Beskin. And the character from Tiger King is Carol, Carol Baskin. Baskin. Yeah. Yeah. So there was definitely some fun with that, I, I believe, when, when at the height of its prowess. That's funny. But that's not why we brought you here. Uh, mm-hmm. You have a new LP coming out somewhere sideways same as you it's uh set to debut on september 23rd was this a covid project well so it is te- I-, I guess technically yes i guess i feel weird saying it's a covid project but i guess it technically is we, we um i released a record last year um which was my third album it was called um, problematic for the people and you know i was set to go record that after i guess it was supposed to get recorded in 2020 around like march when everything kind of shut down and um, up until that time i've been really kind of nursing the um songs that would be on problematic for the people and demoing them and kind of practicing out the band and kind of skiing really like thorough and plotted out before going to the studio because that's kind of how i'd always made records which is like you know get a week or two in the studio and knock out bass and drums first um, in the first two days and try and get everything else done. And then if you don't get it done, then you, then you find out, find other days to kind of get in the studio and fix it. And, you know, when everything got locked down in 2020, I I don't think we did, we never, we ended up going to the studio for the problematic for the people record around like July or August of 2020 once um, everyone kind of got their grasp around like protocols and stuff. And so we probably finished making that record in November of like 2020 and around then, you know, in my mind, I thought the problematic for the people record was going to be like my last record, like last, like solo album as like an official like album. Um, and, and after that, I was just kind of you know, focus on like producing other artists, work with other artists, kind of doing other stuff and just kind of releasing singles every once in a while. So, you know, around like November of 2020, I, wrote a song and you know i liked it and um i kind of hit up some friends that i've been wanting to do stuff with it's like hey let's just like record this song and we did it we did it all one day and then you know didn't really think much of it and then wrote another song did the same thing with the same guys and then by the third song we're like okay this is pretty this is going pretty nicely and also it was just completely different style of or just setting of recording for me like go in and focus on one track for that day leaving you know getting if not all of it then like 95 percent done in one day and not and basically 
not taking 10 songs and doing pieces of them all at once. So like after, you know, three or four of those, we're like, well, this is a great way to make a record, great way to write a record, like basically like on the fly, like write it, schedule a date, record it without thinking too much about it, without like demoing it, just kind of first instinct stuff. And like the song's still fresh. And also, you know, in my head, like the song would need to be good enough to justify spending an entire day on it. Because if it's not that good and you get bored with it, then like what's he even doing here? So, you know, every day we were in there were special. Because, you know, sometimes you get a batch of songs and you think that they're all good. And then after, you know, you might feel like, oh, maybe these two aren't so good. There's kind of album filler. And that's why, at least to me, this new record doesn't really feel like any album filler because, you know, every session was so dedicated um, and had its purpose. And like the, the way this record, Somewhere Sideways, Same As You, is like the track list, like the first song on the record is the first song that you, that we made. And then um, that, that I wrote and we came and recorded like on that date. And the 11th song, the final song is the 11th session we had. It's all done oh, in order. Cool. But the, the way it was written, the way it was recorded, you know, I, we would get like halfway through and I would have some like song titles or ideas of songs, but, and I would send it out to the band going like, Hey, do you want a song called the mystery of being a boy? Or do you want a song called furrowed brow? to be um, done today. And then they go, um, for a browse, like, okay, well then I'm going to choose to finish writing this song. And two days later we'll record it. But regardless, like track eight is the eighth day in the studio, track 11's the last day, et cetera, et cetera. It, it, it's interesting um, that you're talking about album filler. Cause I remember, you know, when I was a kid at the dawn of CDs that mm-hmm. I felt like CDs were the, the ones that really kind of gave you that ability to skip over songs completely. Like before that, right. you'd have to kind of like fast forward and it was just easier to leave the tape play. Right. And now it's almost like, it seems like bands are, have this pressure to release content constantly. So it almost feels like, album fill is a thing of the past like do you, do you right. kind of have that same pressure to like constantly have a well, single yeah. well yeah well well there's that and then you know like you're saying with the series like you could skip that over and of course with like spotify and anything like that like someone can just go pick a record and, or like go to a record on, on spotify and obviously like just just by that there's not that much of an emotional time commitment at least going to go buy a cd or get a cd like you're at least purchasing it you're taking it home you're opening up this is a thing that you chose Mm -hmm. to do so you hope that you have a little bit of invested interest whereas like spotify or something just like from my almighty throne uh, from my phone i i pick this thing and i'm just going to scroll through and if it doesn't grab me within 10 seconds i'll move on and it's not i don't think it's the way that content's supposed to be absorbed or the way that songs supposed to be listened to i Especially, I don't think songs are supposed to be listened to one time. Uh, yeah. Just like, just like I don't think movies are intended to really be able to watch um, one time. Or I don't think you know, I'd, if I'd only watched the rest of development episodes one time, I, there'd be so much. Oh, that, you'd miss ninety percent of the jokes. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, yeah. that and like you know, and like Seinfeld and anything like that. So it's yeah, but we are in this new age where like you got to do the TikTok thing, and every song better be you know great or you know great but also like have a certain you know social media goal or or narrative or something but you know and but for this record and that's kind of why i wanted to stop making records because Mm -hmm. you put all this effort into these songs and like you know people might just hear the three focus tracks if if that at all and you know i'm precious about what an album is and a collection and the time but it seems to be kind of 
moving away from that. So when we made this new record, the reason why I fell in love with it so much is just like felt like a really pure organic way to make a record for me. And it tells a story for me. And like, it's the closest. And I, I like all the records I made before, but this one, you know, you want, you want the thing that you're currently working on to feel like it's the best thing you've done. But like, not only that, but also just felt like it, it had it serves an artistic purpose where it's not just like, I'm trying to make this content so I can release and hope it listen people listen to it. Cause you know, at the end of the day, like I make records for me and then maybe for like the people I play it with, or, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, if someone enjoys my music or is a fan or goes to the shows or follows my discography or anything, that's awesome. And I hope that they appreciate the, the evolution of my recordings but really you know i'm just kind of alone in my own head always and like if i'm listening to it if i like and if it feels like a pure moment then you know that i'm happy and then i guess that's me being as artistic as i can be without like just kind of selling out or something not that not i mean but there's an opportunity to sell out or something like i would take it i would try to make it in in the most uh which is the way as possible but you know, it just felt for those 11 studio sessions where we um, did the 11 tracks and, you know, I was, you know, I felt like, you know, I had a purpose. Like, you know, the song was, most of these songs were finished being written like a day or two before. And it just felt like I was really caught up in something that felt real. And that's, and that was something I, I maybe didn't know I was searching for, but, you know, I will never go back to making a record where it's like, okay, I got these 10 songs I want I needed to get it all done in five days. I like, I, I'm going to, I want to do one song a day forever. And like, I would love to live in the studio and, and do one song a day till it's done and go, all right, keep doing the next one. But yeah. reality, you know, being able to focus on the track and on the task at hand is to like to put your hundred percent into it, not going like, well, let's just get the a drum take or two so we can move on. Like we want to be perfect. And, and I, I like the, that idea where the songs are, in order in which you recorded them, it almost could feel like autobiographical, like between song one and song 11, it, it could track like what's going on in your life pretty accurately, which I think is really an interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. There, there's a lot, there's a lot of callbacks in the record, like a lot of like either hook callbacks or even some lyric callbacks. So, you know, my, my writing is a bit more abstract anyway, but it, def, it definitely feels like, it does feel like coherent and like the running through of a complete like thought of whatever headspace I was in for those few months where the songs were coming out. Yeah. It, and I feel like, like a lot of discussions making me think about, I have a friend who like will put on an album and like that. A lot of people have music on, as background like he gets the right. you know he buys a vinyl he sits with the the vinyl cover and reads the the liner notes and listens from track one to whatever track is the end track in a chair in a room the tv's not on like he is actively listening and i feel like that's something that's starting to evaporate and uh, I, I feel like the the album art has something to do with that is like you know, I remember as a kid, like going through the the CD, you know, booklet or or the album, and and there was a lot there, and, and it's a something my kids will never get to experience. 
really. Yeah, that was always my favorite part of like purchasing a record is like hoping that there are good liner notes and like I wanted to see who played what, who wrote what, who produced what, where. You know, I love seeing like seeing bands where like, oh, that person's a drummer, but they actually played a little piano on this track. I always mm-hmm. love seeing stuff like that and knowing who played on records, especially, you know, you know, the bigger the record is the, you know, like I always loved the conversation about John Hyatt's Bring the Family record going like on Nick Lowe play bit play bass on it and Ryan Cooter played guitar and Jim Keltner played drums and it's a great lineup and just like nerd and stuff like that. And you know, the way you're friendless to music, like, you know, you hope that's how the people listen to music and that's how I try to be. But sometimes I'm guilty of just like, I'm going to put it on while doing the dishes or in the car. I love listening to music in the car. Yeah. Some of my favorites are like on a walk or on a run or something like that. But yeah, you definitely want, there are people out there who are like avid listeners. It's something that I always have mentioned with like my other music friends is like, you gotta understand no one listens or thinks about it as like deeply as you would about your own stuff. Like no one's like, no one's, really thinking too hard about how the drums sound or 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 how fuzzy that one fuzz pedal is or or you know how, if that harmony is like a little too high or a little too low i do like i sometimes will listen to some of those recording go like man I, I would have turned up that harmony or i would have turned down that um that uh tambourine just a little bit but that's just me nerding out and that's not how general people how the majority of people's relationship with music I know it's almost an unhealthy, I have an unhealthy relationship with music and, and content in general. Yeah. But you know, I wouldn't want my daughter to be as obsessed about Marvel comics stuff as, as I am. I, enjoy, <laughs> I mean, I there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong, wrong with that, but I wanted what I, you know, she was into, I want her to be into something, but, but, um, but, you know, I, you know, well, I, mean, I guess there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, having a passion for something and being super into it, but like sometimes it can be stressful because you're like talking about someone else and you're like, I don't care nearly about this much as you do. And like, and so it's just kind of, it, it can be a lonely thing if you open up that door and you start like really getting the music thing and you kind of realize that maybe not everyone is as neurotic about it as you are. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it's, it's that weird, that weird fine line between being super nerdy about it and really passionate, you know, right. it, it, that's where it starts to, to blur. And I mean, I have two kids myself and I remember when they were very little, I consciously, you know, I was of the, the era where, you know, kids were seen and not heard, but I'm like, you know, I want my kids to feel like I'm there to listen and I will yeah. always listen to whatever they have to say, mm-hmm. which means now almost, almost 21 years later i have heard way more wrestling talk than i ever would like to in my entire life but it's what he's passionate about so tell me more about people i don't know aggressively hugging you know and it's it's fine right absolutely uh what's her name her name is lila lila yeah (laughs) cute um so you said you don't want her to be obsessed but are do you any part of you want her to kind of follow you into music interest or well i i in general i just want her to be passionate about and you know maybe i didn't really give that uh theory about being obsessed with something um too much thought but like yeah i guess what i was saying like my thoughts on spider-man like you know can sometimes maybe like one might consider that a waste of time 
Um, so I, but that's stuff, but I enjoy it. And yeah. same thing for like other bands and stuff. And like, I want her to, to have passions and interest interests. I mean, that's the thing that you want that I want the most for my children is just for her to be interested in something. If she wants to play piano or guitar, great. If she wants to paint, great. If she wants to, you know, work on a farm, I mean, or be, a, you know, anything she wants to, as long as it, you know, interest her because, you know, there are people who, you know, they don't care much about food. They don't care much about music. They're just kind of like drifting and, and you don't want that. Um, yeah. So, you know, a healthy obsession with things is important passion yeah. for sure. And I would agree that an obsession with Spider-Man pre Tom <laughs> Holland would be a waste of time. Right. <laughs> right. But then, but then, you know, I'm in, my mid thirties and, and it's just like the getting is so good with the Tom Holland. Stuff. Oh, he's like it, like they grew him in a lab somewhere to be spotted. Right. Like, I don't know how he's that perfect. And I, and I can't wait to go see the, um, the unrated or whatever the, the 11 minutes of new footage that they're going to do. Like they're, they're releasing it back in the theaters in September. The, uh, the last no, no way home. Yeah. Oh, no really? Way home. Yeah. With 11 minutes of, uh, you know, extra scenes. I guess they uh, cut. Now I got to go see that too. Right. I, I did not exactly. know about that. Exactly. My biggest Marvel gripe right now is just like too much. Slow down. <laughs> it's true. But I did like She-Hulk. I liked I, the first episode. Uh, yeah. I've seen the first episode. I liked it a lot. I yeah. was kind of surprised. Um, yeah, I was very super pleasant. I can't wait for tomorrow's episode. And, and yeah, it was a little too much. I, I didn't really like Thor that much. Um, but you know, that Wakanda Forever trailer is like one of the greatest trailers I've seen. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm i still on the fence about Thor. I think I want to see it again. Yeah. I'll I felt like it, it was, there was a lot of overacting. Like that's, mm -hmm. and, but I can't tell if it was on purpose because it was from Korg's perspective as he told the story. But I just yeah. think they, they had a run of, yeah, I really liked him in Age of Ultron, but but um, Ragnarok into Infinity War and Endgame are just you know it's perfect Thor stuff. Yeah, and it's kind of hard to to continue to. They should have given it time, and also now spoiler: the thing that I was really really upset about, the one thing that I was most upset about with Thor was that uh, he and Rocket didn't even exchange a word. And so much of what um, Infinity War and Endgame was even, you know, oh, one, yeah. of parts, one of my favorite parts was their relationship. Yeah. They didn't say one word to each other. And it just felt, I don't know, it felt like forced. And I really like Taika Waititi. It, I, I'm not sure what went wrong there. And, but I mean, it was, I mean, I had a good time. It just yeah. wasn't quality or anything. But the show, I mean, I really like Loki. I love Loki and WandaVision and, um cat america or falcon winter soldier and and i'm excited for more she hulk yeah i i thought miss marvel was great too i thought that, that was, was good yeah. that, that was really good i thought they've all been good i've enjoyed yeah. them all even moon knight and hawkeye oh yeah oh i see hawkeye i loved and i think it was because it was that dad thing like yeah oh absolutely trying to get home have, have you has your experience playing music changed it in the past six months um yes for sure and and also like the times leading up to having her um 
you know, I live in Athens, which is very much a music town and, and easy to get around and easy to kind of put a show together. And, and I have the fortunate, I'm fortunate to be working with a lot of good bands, um, not just my own, but um, some that I play and some that I help manage. But, um, you know, I also have a uh, Oasis tribute called Bro Oasis, and we okay. do that every once in a while. But um, we, so basically when playing shows, and just looking at that, I obviously don't do it as much and in general. And when I do, it's like, you know, this could be the last time doing it or just like being really appreciative of playing. And so like no, no time for being nervous. Cause yeah. like, you know, even like practicing, like getting to practice, like I, I like to like get it out. Like, you know, it's a, it's just as important as, you know, trying to exercise or, read or you know just do things that make you happy and it's like good for the soul and like i i don't worry i don't ever get nervous anymore because like hey i'm I'm here to play because i want to play right like, and i want i want to get i want the experience to play i want to experience doing a good job i want to see how i can handle it in a situation and and i love me i love doing it so I, it's there's no like nerves anymore it's very purposeful because if it's not fun then what or and if it's not if it's not scratching a certain itch and if it's not making me happy, then I, you know, I could just be spending more time with my daughter. Right. You know, like it's not, not like chasing anything. It's just like, this is you know, a time to express this. And, you know, and I'm also looking more for some like early day stuff. So hopefully she can go. Um, but yeah, it's just, I have a more prior to being a dad, it was just like, all right, let's see what's going to happen. And like, try and try and get out there. And now it's just like a little more tactful. Yeah. 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 It's funny how much they, they change you. I remember, uh, and my son was a couple months old and, uh, my ex-wife was out with him somewhere and I was watching, um, Dennis Quaid movie. I think it's called the rookie yeah, yeah. where he's like this old guy who's yeah. signed with the baseball and he's like, there was a conversation between him and his wife and he's like, oh, I just want to prove to my son that, you know, he can do anything. My ex comes home and she's like, are you crying? And I'm like, he's doing it for his son. <laughs> you know, it's just this weird, just total change that like affects your life in ways you would never expect. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely want, I would like to do, and also like, you know, in terms of continuing to music, I want to, do it in a way that I think that she would either be into it or proud of it or not embarrassed by it. Yeah. So, like I, I know I have a few years before she starts getting embarrassed. So like either if it, the, the embarrassment can't stop then I'll, I'll just stop in time before she becomes a teenager or something. Yeah. I was going to say you got like 10 or 11 years before yeah. embarrassed by it. Yeah. 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 So uh, you were saying how like you have music in the background and stuff when you're running or, or just, you know, cooking or doing whatever. Do you find there's different styles that maybe it's more pop, less meaningful music that when you're doing something to kind of distract your, you know, like a, a task of some kind or it just depends. Um, Cause like, I like, I love a lot of music that might be considered, you know, mean, you know, like slacker music or whatever, or yeah. just like music that just kind of like, or just like listening to shame, you know, that band. Um, and just like, this is just like, I can either, I can turn off my brain and just like, 
be cleaning and just kind of like moving my body and enjoying the music. And if I wanted to access a little bit more of my brain, listen to like what they're saying and like kind of think about the whole like scene and stuff. But I can definitely listen to certain aspects of music without thinking too much. Like another favorite artist of mine, Rufus Wainwright's very just like very musical musically and very complicated and very pretty and stuff and like some serious topics or t- and his lyrics but you know i just don't even like you know it's usually the melody that i'm always um attracted to first um you know especially when i'm listening to something so like it just depends and like but i definitely like i don't uh, i don't try and shy away from any sort of if it's in you know that all, all moods go yeah yeah i need time and and if you're listening to if you see what i'm listening to it, it can be pretty all over the place where i could be listening to third eye blind one minute and elliot smith the next and you know some um some loot music or something just like old some old like loot recordings or some classical or or, or print a lot of prints or you know just anything you know, just that's all over the place yeah i i just had a interview uh, with a guy from the UK, and he had no idea who Prince was. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to someone. You know, I did a music podcast um, with a buddy of mine, and we were talking. And I used Death Cat for Q as an example, and it's totally fine to not know or to not or to not like Death Cat. I, I do like Death Cat for Q, but it's perfectly fine to not like them. But he just had like no idea who they were. And yeah. It's not, and it's not like death cap q is the coolest band on the planet it's like how, how do you not know who they are it's like if you're if you have a music podcast like you right. can you can hate them but you still need to know who they are yeah but you know it, it's funny how like there's just like weird you know uh, kind of empty spots in people's experience and like kind of getting back to movies like i've never seen the godfather right I'm almost 50 i've never seen that right. movie we need and, to see it and that's what everyone tells me. And I'm like, yep, okay, I'll put it on. I, I, I have never I get have around to it. Like, I have gaps like that too. My band, um, this from from the new record, um, called Sunshine, like Drew Besk and the Sunshine. But those I had those guys over last night to my house because since we started making this record almost two years ago, and we would be talking about a lot about the Beatles and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and um, and we would talk about like you know a little bit about Founds Wayne and stuff like that. And I mentioned like as like you know like in that thing you do like oh we haven't seen that movie. It's like you gotta see that thing you do. That's oh, a great movie. A great movie, and yeah. for like, for multiple reasons, like all the music's original. Like even Tom Hanks wrote some of the songs, and mm-hmm. um and but all the songs are really good. And like they, you know hey a cool musical like are kind of hard to find. Like I. I all these kids have seen Sing Street, which is a great movie as well, but they've never seen um, the thing you do. So I was like, all right, wife's out of town, baby's here. Um, I'm going to cook. Y'all come over, we're going to eat, and then we're going to watch that thing you do. No phones, no talking. Yeah. Watch the movie. And they all loved it. And and we were just talking about, and, you know, they're all about at least 10 years younger than me. So there's definitely going to be some gaps. Like they've never seen Armageddon, never seen Idiocracy. They've seen, this. seen Armageddon, really? I feel like yeah. that's yeah. It's like we got to see Armageddon. We got to watch Idiocracy. Idiocracy, great movie. Yeah, it, it's great and disturbing. <laughs> yes, it's. I didn't. I didn't think it was prophetic when I watched it the first time. Right, but yeah. it got there quickly. 
what other music are you listening to right now? You mentioned Shame, who I've not heard of, so I made a note to oh, have to check them out. Oh, they're fantastic. They're kind of like you're listening to Fontaine DC or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of like that. I'm, I'm pulling up my uh, my Spotify to see what I've been listening to lately. Uh, I got excited about the new Arctic Monkeys album that they announced. I do um, like them, yeah. Uh, let's see. Tony Molina um, released a, he, this guy does like minute long songs. And so the, the album the album's like 15 minutes, but they're great. Um, my band, we're doing a, a um, Beatles tribute set when we do our album release. So I've been listening That's to a lot cool. of Beatles and just kind of prepping on that. Always listening to a good bit of Oasis. Um, been listening to some Olivia Newton John since she passed away. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Revisiting some of that stuff. And um, yeah. And then just a lot of like other local Athens artists I kind of work with. I've been listening to a lot of their music, um, you know, like Hefner and Well Kept and Elijah Johnston and Pink Stones. Um, and trying to think, I'm just kind of looking through here. Always a lot of Elliot Smith, always a lot of, um, always a lot of Prince, always a lot of, um, always a lot of Oasis. Um, during the record, you know, this is a lot of kinks. We just recorded a kinks cover that we'll probably release at the end of the year. Um, a lot of uh, a big thief and uh, so a good bit of Robert Palmer you know, d- dug into some like hmm. Johnny and Mary era, like Robert Palmer stuff. And um, let's see who else. Uh, Dire Straits, Elvis Costello. Um, yeah, I've been listening. Yeah. To, I'm, I'm a big fan of like. Blake Mills, the producer and guitarist and songwriter, as well as Ethan Gruska, who's also producer, um, more famous for being a producer. His uh, his grandfather's John Williams, but he's oh really great producer. Um, worked on the most recent Manchester Orchestra record and Phoebe Bridgers records, but he's a good singer songwriter in his own right as well. And he just did release like this duet song with Bonnie Bear that's really good, nice. and a lot of Bee Gees. As always, and my landlady listens to the BGs a lot. It's crazy. Um, so I mean, we plugged a ton of people there, but uh, where can people go to check out uh, your stuff? I mean, my the- stuff. There's, we, we, you know, we, you know, Spotify is great because of the playlist, and that's the what the what the whole world simps to. Yeah, but, uh, we, we have we're on. We're on all the digital outlets. Um, I have a website, just my name, drewbeskin.com. And then we have a Bandcamp page where you can order some merch and um, including vinyl, including pre-order vinyl for the new record. And I think we're, we're making some new t-shirts soon as well. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Merch is always the way to go. We're working on t-shirts ourselves. So oh, yeah. always, always something. Um, and the new album comes out September 23rd, um, yeah. somewhere sideways, same as you. And I'm assuming that's going to be available all the normal yeah. places that people can buy. All normal places, vinyl, and we're releasing, uh, we're going to be releasing some music videos, some live videos, and doing a few shows, mainly around the Georgia area. And uh, we'll also, yeah, we're releasing another single next, I think it's next Tuesday, the 30th. So I'm excited for that. And we'll probably release one more single before the record comes out. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us. And Thank again, you. congrats on the new baby. Thank you very much. And uh, so this is, I think, episode 302. I think this no. is 302. 
And um, we've been doing it forever. And some of our other podcasts have sign-offs and a lot of podcasts I listen to have sign-offs. And Mm -hmm. and it always bothered me I didn't have one for the show. So my new thing is I put it on the guest. So give us a sign-off, a bit of information, you know, uh, advice, whatever you think uh, is, is great closing words. And we'll end there. You said we're allowed to curse? Yeah, sure. Okay. The the sign off should be from from me or you know, before your show. Buy buy my fucking records, everyone. <laughs> that's what everyone needs to do. That's that's how they can live. That's a good way for them to live their life is to buy my fucking records. Perfect. Yeah. And thanks for checking out the show today, listeners. Uh, if you enjoyed the content today, you can go over to patreon.com slash inebriart to support the show. You can join over there for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out. You can also email us at inebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns. Or you can find us on all social medias at inebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk Podcast, Old Colony Cast, Inebriart, and all the other shows on the Inebriart Network, which you can find at inebriart.com. Thanks again for listening.